family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. This podcast is proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound and Sounds Media. To have your podcast recorded, send an email to info at soundandsounds.co.za. That's info at s-o-u-n-d-a-n-d-s-o-u-n-d-s dot co dot today. Yo, Vusi, this is Tebu, all the way from Free State, Bethlehem. Lion Zanzi. And I'd like to give you a shout out on that podcast, Yeah, Overwhelmed, the last one. I actually enjoyed it quite a lot. I'm actually a person who's studying while I'm running my business. My schedule is quite tight, so I hardly find that time to actually pause and enjoy the moment and be present in whatever that I'm doing. It has actually helped me a lot throughout the week. I actually found myself making even better decisions and even delivering better quality to my clients, which is something very cool. So shout out for that, man. Keep doing the amazing work that you are doing, brother. You're the OG. Shout out. It's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vosi Tembeguayo as we discuss ideas that matter. A catalyst for bold action. Hello, family, and welcome to another episode of the VT Podcast, where we talk about ideas that matter. I hope you've enjoyed the past week or so. I hope you've been well. I hope you've been well rested. And I hope you're looking forward to this week as we have it. I must confess that I've been thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying the past week or so because I've been doing something that I've not had the privilege to do for quite a while. And it's called rest. I've just been resting. I, I, I'm almost ashamed to admit this, but you know what I've been doing? I've been sleeping, actually sleeping in. I've been, I'm the kind of guy, I mean, for those of you who follow me, you'd know that um, I'm very, I'm up very early in the mornings. I'm at the gym 5.30, 6 o'clock latest, and that's six days a week, including Saturday. But over the past two weeks or so, I've been sleeping in and loving every single moment of it. But not only that, you know what else I've been doing? I've been breaking my diet. Yes. And boy, has that been amazing. Why didn't you guys tell me that carbs and sugar taste so fantastic? 
So I have like a very strict diet regimen, right? And I eat a particular type of food. I get my food put in like these food packs, in fact. And I take the food packs and put them in the freezer and then I defrost them so that I can, you know, enjoy them. But over the past two weeks or so, I have been treated to an assortment of home-cooked, well-flavored meals. And I've been breaking my diet. I've been eating bread and pasta and butter and tons and tons and tons of oil on my food. Do you know what I had just the other day? Slop chips. Now, I don't know for those of you who are not South African how I can explain slop chips, but they are chips that have a slop to it. Uh, for the Americans, chips are French fries. I'm not sure why you guys call them that. We have the correct word for them. We call them chips. So I spent the past two weeks just breaking my diet and eating the most incredible food. There's a, a restaurant here in Hyde Park in Joburg that I go to that has the most amazing assortment of sushi meals. And I, guys, I have, I am so angry at you guys that you waited until I was 36 years old to tell me the virtues of breaking a diet. But now we're back at the wheel. No more diet breaking. Back into the early morning training sessions. Back into the training hard, living well, and living to the absolute extreme. This week, I wanted to talk a bit about Africa. Yes, this beautiful continent of ours that we call home. Now, I have a theory and my theory is that you're not really born in Africa. Africa is born in you. And I know this because I've had the privilege of traveling the world over and meeting many people, most but not exclusively, who are African um, descendants who grew up all over the world. I'm talking about um, a Haiti, for instance, and who've never traveled back home. They come from some of the Caribbean islands, right? So they'd be in Jamaica, Trinidad, Tobago, some even in South America. So countries like Brazil, Colombia, who've never traveled to their native land. Yet when you meet them, their soul says, I am an African. It goes back to that poem, right, by Tabumbeke. Do you remember that poem by Tabumbeke about I am an African? For those of you who haven't heard the poem, he talks and espouses the virtues of what it means to be an African. He talks about the incredible privilege of being an African. In fact, I'm not sure if it's as much a poem as it is an essay. It's a beautiful, beautiful written prose, but you have to absolutely read it. It's fantastically written by our former president of South Africa, Thabo Mbeki. And it reads like this. On an occasion such as this, we should perhaps start from the beginning. So, says former President Tabumbeki, let me begin. I am an African. I owe my being to the valleys and the hills, the mountains and the glaze, the rivers, the deserts, the trees, the flowers, the seas, and the ever-changing seasons that define the face of our native land. My body has frozen in our frosts and in our latter-day snows. It has thawed in the warmth of our sunshine and melted in the heat of the midday sun. The crack and the rumble of the summer thunders, lashed by startling lightning, have been a cause both of trembling and of hope. 
The fragrances of nature have been as pleasant to us as the sight of the wild blooms and the citizens of the felt. The dramatic shape of the Drakensberg, the soil-coloured waters of Lakua, Ikili Lagatuga no and the sands of the Kalahadi, have all been panels on the set of the natural stage on which we act out, our foolish deeds on the theatre of our day. At times, and in fear, I have often wondered whether I should concede equal citizenship of our country to the leopard and the lion, the elephant and the springbuck, the hyena, the black mamba, and the pestilential mosquito. A human being, among all these, a feature on the face of our native land, thus defined, I know that none dare challenge me when I say, I am an African. Isn't that beautiful? I love that poem. And for those of you who haven't read it, I can't recommend it enough. It's a beautiful, beautiful prose. It's an incredible prose. It looks at the, the creativity, the humanity, the history, the depth, the archaeology, the tapestry of everything that you and I define as what it means to be African. One of the things about which I am most sad is sometimes as African just how little regard and esteem we have of ourselves. It is in part, but not completely, because a lot of us don't know our history. We don't know where we come from. We know about the Great Wall of China. We don't know about the Great Wall of Benin, for instance. And this is curious to me, as it should be for you, because of all the things that Africa has contributed to the world. I mean, I don't know if you're aware of this, but long before, long before the Americans were serving us filtered coffee and the Italians were giving it to us short and strong, coffee was a stimulant that originates from Ethiopia. It grew in the wild. We expect that it dates back something to, like, the 10th century. Even something as contemporary as mathematics. You know, the Lubomba bone was first found in Swaziland. The Ishanga bone was discovered on the border of Uganda and Zaire. Both baboon fibulas and are the world's two oldest mathematical objects. The former, we expect, is about 35,000 years old. Some say that the Ishanga bone may be the oldest timetable, or rather table of prime numbers, in recorded human history. One of the things we as Africans have brought to the world is an incredible display of humanity. We call it Ubuntu, this idea that I am because you are, that our collective consciousness is a function of our community, that our individual existence is at the helm and servitude of those around us. How dare we forget that? Some have pontificated and spoken even in the world of music about the origins of the genre jazz. Why jazz? Because jazz, by the way, is polyrhythmous. It's two or more different rhythms happening at the same time, something for which many African tribes are very well known for. And of course, as you would know, the world's greatest jazz musicians have tended to be people of African descent. Who can forget our culinary contribution to the world? Jolof Raise. And I love Jolof Rice, but while we're having this conversation, might I ask the listeners from West Africa, which Jolof Rice is better, Ghanaian or Nigerian?
As I'm asking that question, a war is breaking out right now on the virtual world of the internet with both camps arguing that their jollof rice is better. Africa has contributed so much to the world in the world of medicine, of culinary arts, of sports, of music, of humanity, in the world of business. That's what Africa has brought to the world. And yet, Africans themselves have such little and poor regard for who they are. So, my African brothers and sisters, no matter where in the world you are, no matter what language you speak, what tribe you come from, no matter what battle or challenge you're facing in your life today, I want you to recognize this, that there is more that unites us than there is that divides us, that our strength as a people has always been defined by our humanity, that our curiosity, our love, our giving, and our creativity have been the hallmarks on which the pages of our history have been written. Yes, we've suffered, sure, more than our fair share. But I would love to posit in this podcast that the pages of history have not yet been written, nor have the stories been imagined of the glory of Africa and her children. Yours and my task as Africans, no matter where in the world we are, is to bring to those pages of Africa the ink of her story. And so I hope for you a belief, a belief in yourself. I hope that when you see another African brother or sister anywhere in the world make it, that you will support them, love them, care for them, and protect them. And if, as we are wont as human beings, you see them err, make a mistake, or fail, that rather than ridicule and turn them into a hashtag, you'll protect them, love them, guide them, and at the very least, scold them in private. Because none amongst us are perfect, but our collective agenda is to be achieved yet. That is this week's podcast. Rise, Africa. Rise. This podcast was proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound & Sounds Media. To partner with us, visit mygrowthfund.co.za or email info at mygrowthfund.co.za.